YouTube. Mike check, one, two, Mike check. Hey we turned off the air condition because it was loud. Yeah. Suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's how anything in the beginning we can edit out while we make sure this is working correctly. Alright. Uh. Nate likes boys, I mean girls, I mean boys. T loves dick. Big <laughs> fat dick. Nate loves hairy dick. And Harry. He loves cock. He <laughs> loves cock. He loves cock. Speak for yourself, honey. I'm sorry. <laughs> you and pickle butt. Voice of the voiceless. Voice of the voiceless, for Pickle butt. Yeah. Pickle butt likes that. I know. You gave him the name pickle butt because she frequently wanted to be good. Oh, no. You guys had the, the whole thing going on. I had nothing going on. Nate loves the pickles in his butt. <laughs> so the sound is definitely a go. Alright, let me find my drink. We can hook up another fan, I bet. I, I got one more in that room that Joe thinks is his. I just clicked on the fucking show from the Kings, whatever it was. We're doing my drink. There it is on the floor for rolling. Call something on Facebook. Let everybody know we're doing this. Let so everybody know we are live right now. This game. We're live right now. <laughs> it's all right. Hi, people. Hey, we're live. Fucking so scumbag, fucking asses. So you're. That was live. Oh. T. That, that's T. Everybody. <laughs> big, big, big. Uh. Asshole. Big asshole T. <laughs> That's Keith from the non-compliance, by the way. Yeah. Who are playing tomorrow in Albany, if any of you are from local. If you, if you can't pull yourself away from your homosexual love. Oh. Right, Nate? Leave it to T. Leave it to T. I have a feeling that someday T is going to be the reason I lose my channel. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <coughs> Excuse me. I learned everything I know from him. Oh, God. Oh, God. <sighs> How's the sound on that now? By the way, if you can hear the fans, it's because it's fucking hot. It's very hot. Yeah, it's very hot in here. It's getting hot in here. So don't take off all your... <laughs> don't, take, don't take them off. <laughs> Leave that shit on, motherfucker. <laughs> all right, I'm going to sit down over here. All right, so we are live here with Henry McFerrin. How's the sound on this? Should I good, check asshole. the sound again before yeah, we go? Yeah, just check it because I got the Are fans you, on it. Live? Yeah, we're live. Who can, I can cut out like when we edit this. Oh, oh you can cut out stuff? Well, well, yeah, well, good. this is just live, and then I get the regular video, the one that I would upload to YouTube. All right. I can just cut off all this beginning stuff when we actually make the movie. All right, that's yeah. cool. So it doesn't hurt anything. But it's all live, right. and people, are any, is any of you assholes out there thinking? Oh, there's already a couple people watching us. Yeah? Wow, hi. Not really. You don't really hear the fan. fan doesn't even bother it. Yeah. Okay, cool then. Sweet. So then we don't have to sweat testicles in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucking boiling in this joint. <laughs> All right. So we're live with uh, Henry McFerrin. Uh, Henry has uh, been with bands such as China White, which was played on Pix 106 and around the area. Yep. Uh, Trauma School Dropouts, correct? Yep. Correct. Uh, how many other bands were you in over the years? Can you even remember them all? 
I was in the erotics. The erotics? Yeah, when I first started, well, just for a year. But um, when I first started out, I was in a band called Monarch. Monarch? Yep, that was my first band ever. And I had actually two bands that were named that. I, you know, started that one early on when I was a kid. And uh, started the other one a little later, you know. So, but trying to wait pretty much was the one I was with most of the time. In that long span of time, like from 19, what was it, 1980? It, it was early, yeah. 1985 or 84. That was up there. Oh, uh, yeah. So around the time I was born. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we have been playing for a long, long time. By the time you were, around the time you were born, Henry was already rocking and rolling. <laughs> he was already a rock star. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just a little kid trying to do it. <laughs> so where were you born? I was born in Albany, New York. Right in Albany? Yep. Yeah. Uh, did you grow up all around this area? Did no. you stay here most of your life? I moved to Georgia with my father. My father was in the military. Moved to Georgia for about two years. Then moved back over here to Albany. Um, I've lived in you know other other bases too, but I don't really, I was too young to really remember what they were. But um, you know, so we got a, got a good spectrum of you know the South and the North and everything. I liked I liked them both. You know, they both both of them had good good things and you know it was cool. The South I went down there. They had like pretty good hospitality down yeah, that area. Yeah, it was it was cool. Yeah, they were they were very very nice and so very uh. Good food and real nice people. North was good too, though. You know, up here, I liked, I liked, I had all my friends up here. You know, because it was hard because a lot of times we'd go down for six months and then come up for six months, and it would happen like that for two years. You know, down six months. So you make these friends, and then you, if you go back to the military base, they might be gone because our father might be scheduled to leave to go somewhere else. So it was hard to have like a regular life as far as like having friends yeah. and established like set of people you would see all the time yeah your families might even be different when you went back like completely yeah yeah it was it was definitely uh, uh you know that, that was the only thing i didn't like about it but. so when did you settle down back up here um probably um late 70s late 70s how old were you around that time oh uh, god i don't know i can't do the math on that i don't know like uh eight nine eight or like nine I got maybe a little older. So now, when did you start playing music? Uh, well, I started taking lessons when I was like, I think I was like nine. And, Around um, nine. And I progressed from there, you know. And I, I didn't really, I just, I just wanted, I don't know what that, what possessed me to do, want to play guitar, but I wanted to play guitar. I don't know why. I, I you know, I didn't really have a goal or anything. I just thought it was cool. You know, I got this big, huge, ugly acoustic that was garbage, but you know it was mine, and I liked it, and it made noise. So um, <laughs> it made noise. Yeah, so I grabbed it, you know, and I went to my guitar lessons every week, and uh, it was kind of cool, you know. It was. Um, I went to the lady, this lady Ginger Miller, who, by a matter of fact, she taught vocal lessons to Mo. For, like I think her name is the girl that was on sort the. Whatever star search or whatever it is, star search. that that whatever it is, you know the thing where you, you sing, mm -hmm. and she she taught her and she taught the other girl from Shaker that did it. So, um, but I didn't become a star. So. <laughs> <laughs> you became a star. No, you but, became a star in the eyes of a lot of people, and the world's gonna see that. It's funny you mentioned that you wanted to, you did the guitar first. And you got a Motorhead shirt on. Lemmy said 
girls will fuck you if you have a guitar, <laughs> even more if you know how to play it. Lemmy, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Lemmy is my idol too. He really is. I met him a couple times. He was very nice, really? and um, it was a great time of my life, you know, to meet him. And uh, he definitely he he inspired me a little more to later, you know, later on. Um, but that, he was an inspiration, definitely. So you started around eight or nine doing your lessons. When did you get into your first band? Oh God, I don't know. Most of the band were like 17. Around 17? 16, 17, yeah. These were guys from another neighborhood. They all lived way on the other side of Colony, and I lived on this side of Colony, so I'd have to walk with my guitar all the way over to here <laughs> to get to play with them, but I wanted to play with them so bad, you know, and they were good kids, they were good people. and. Uh, had a good time playing with them. And uh, we ended up playing some high school dances and uh, the Bethlehem dance where I jumped off the bleachers. Yeah, you did. And, uh, now, why did you jump off the bleachers? Because I thought that was cool. You like, wanted, you, <laughs> Henry, you want a drink or something? What? You want a drink or something? Yeah, please. Just can, you, can you make Henry like a drink? But, um, what do you want? You want the vodka drink or what do you want? Just a, a soda or something or anything. Water? It doesn't matter, yeah. So I'm sorry. So yeah, I jumped right. off the jumped off the bleachers. They had the bleachers all folded in. That they were so they were really tall. Jumped off it and uh, almost killed myself. But uh, I landed and I kept playing. And uh, everybody thought I was nuts. The band, well, our band didn't win to say the least. But uh, it was a futile effort, and you know, getting more votes. So I, I've always been like that with the band. The band always came first, you know. I didn't care what it did to me. I just wanted my band to come first, you know. So that was your first band. That was Monarch. Was that the name? Yes, of yes. Yeah, at that time, yes. So and that uh, was now that's was it, he was saying something about Cohoes High School. Is that where you did this whole little ordeal? No, it was Bethlehem High School. Bethlehem High School. Yeah, I went to Colony High School, but you went I, to Colony. the thing was at Bethlehem. So the schools were pretty good about letting the local bands play at them, or? Yeah, but you never won. You never. It was always the band from that. that I didn't know <laughs> that, but it was a Bethlehem band that won. You know, um, but you know that's what they did. I learned. You know, you learn in this business. You either learn or you die in this business. You know, it's a very hard business. If you're not willing to take punches, you don't get in it, man. Because you take a lot of punches. It's um, but I love it. You know, it's um, something I love to do. And I got involved too much, and now I can't get out of it if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> you built. People are gonna learn that you. The reason you can't get out is these. You have built a whole generation. <laughs> of young adults into adults that are you you were like a father figure to a lot of these people I Henry, talked Henry to Henry was my dad <laughs> Henry still is my dad that's brother T from non-compliance on the end of the couch that's right and uh, this was actually a big idea of his um, he introduced me to Henry and uh, I didn't really know him and then one night seeing the way you had touched all these people at one show one show these people heard you were there, could not wait to go see you, wanted to give their, you know, you know, their yep. 30 seconds to a minute about you, could not wait to do this. Yeah, well, that's very flattering. Thank Everybody, you, he's a living legend. He's a living legend. And, and he's just like, I'm no legend. I'm just a normal guy. And, yeah. and, and Henry, Henry is very humble, and we love very him. Very humble, man. 
Thank you very much. We'll get into, hopefully he'll tell some of the stories I heard in the van uh, when we get a little further. <laughs> That's right. Stories yeah. of the road are always good. Um, so, that was your first band. Now, did you have other bands in high school? Or was no. that a long-lasting? That was just, it was the only band, really. And it was, um, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> it was like we'd play once every once in a while but we practiced all the time you know there weren't too many gigs for us i i, I did a lot of stupid stuff you know like i called ours and asked them to play and they didn't know my age <laughs> when we show up they see how young we were and they say oh my god i can't let you play here it's hard when you're when you're a starting band when you're a teenager there isn't a lot of venues it's a, that's a big problem yeah. for people getting started yeah the, the bars are they don't want to let people in that are under 21. or back then it might have been 18 right yeah, it was 18 then, yep, yep. <laughs> that changed a little while later. Yeah, that was great, actually. I got to see a lot of bands. That, that inspired me later on when I became older. When I was 18, I was in the bars every, you know, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. That's the way bands played. Same band, three sets, and two sets of covers, one set of originals, and they played like I said, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I go out to see them at a place called Allen's, which was my favorite bar. Like um, my, my girlfriend would go with me, and drive me there. We watch these incredible bands like Talus, 805, The Flyers, uh, Fox. They're the land. It is endless of, of, of these great bands that played at this at these places, and uh, it was just incredible. You know, I got learned so much from them. The other thing I did is I'm, I'm kind of, when I was a kid, is I used to hang out in a music store and just to hang out there and wait for a guy to come in, you know, and he'd start playing a lick and I'd go over and say, hey man, can you show me that lick? And I'd say about 90% of the people were like, yeah, I'll show you that lick, man, don't worry, that, that's cool. You know, and um, he'd show me the lick. However, every once in a while you get a guy who would turn his back and go, no, I'm not showing you that lick. But, uh, yeah, it, it was great. That, that, I mean, it was nice. It was uh, nice of the, the store owner to let me do that because I was kind of kind of badgering his customers. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's how I pretty I pretty much learned all the songs that way. You know. Because you were a young kid just looking to learn. You know. Yeah, I, yeah. I wanted. They were causing trouble or anything. So yeah. So what was the first band you did outside of school? That like, what was the first one where you started playing the scene? China White, so... China White was the first band where you started playing the scene? Yeah, yep, that's when uh, <clears throat> I basically had gotten sick of playing with the people I was playing with, made my brother learn how to play bass, and uh, I kind of conned him into it. Yeah, he said, yeah, it's better playing bass, you know. <laughs> Everybody likes you a lot more, you know. And well, all somebody did that to T. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Tello's gonna get me in trouble. So, <laughs> you're gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> yeah, so, so we got we got yeah, we had a really good band. We had uh, me, another guitar player named Jeff Nosebum, and uh Sean my brother Sean McFerrin and on the drums we had a guy named Vinny Mancino and uh, that's you know, trying to wait in the beginning, you know, pretty much. And we had a lot of fun. We played a, our first gig was at uh Forest Park School, I think it was. Um, you also played at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for oh me to. It's just hard for me to put together 
that a family restaurant China, China, China signed a band to play China White. China I mean, White and the robotic and the Chuck E. Cheese and the robotic band. Let, now let's now let's inform the world in case they don't know, because there are some uneducated people out there. What does what is China White? Well, I didn't know what it was. Well, you guys didn't know what it was when you named it? Named it well, no, it's heroin. This is the God's China. honest truth, okay? <laughs> I named it from a song on a Scorpion's Blackout album. And a friend of mine recommended it. You know, he said, hey, why don't you name your band this? It was between that and a, bit, a name Hammerhead. And I like trying to wait better because I thought it had kind of a mystery to it, which it did, I found out. We yeah. went down, we, we made buttons and we had buttons and shirts. I had a button on my leather jacket and we went down to the Ritz in New York City to see Motorhead. And uh, this woman comes up to me, she goes, you got any, you got any? And I'm like, what, what, <laughs> tapes, CDs, what? Back then it was tapes, you got any the tapes of the band? She goes, no, no, try to wait, try to wait. I didn't know what it was. So I asked some other person, that's uh, synthetic heroin. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. You know, and then, and then we go into a military base. You play it there. This is a really good one. We get to the MP checkpoint, and the MPs are looking through stuff, and they go, what's your name of your band? They're trying to light. They go, you better not have an aspirin on you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And that night, we went in, and we stayed in the officer's quarters because they were nice enough to give us really nice quarters. And somebody called in and said there were a bunch of girls in the officer's quarters because our hair was really long. <laughs> and we were walking down the hallway. So they came in again, the PMPs came in again. They just couldn't get rid of us, you know? They were like, oh my God. So then we left, you know, we got our money and we left. But it was an experience. Yeah, it really was an experience. Oh man, I could not imagine. So, yeah, so Chuck E. Cheese signs a band called China White Heroin. <laughs> yeah, Chuck E. Cheese was a, was a weird So was that like deal. a popular venue back then? No. No? What we found out was the manager was, you know, taking it on his own and making it like a, a club for underage kids. So he was making like a side profit off yeah, of this whole deal. Oh, boy, he was doing everything everything against the law. We, didn't have, we had no idea about it. We just were playing. That's so awesome. What he, what he did too was he hired off-duty police officers as security guards, and he, that's not legal either. But uh, we we had a, a drummer who was in the hallway smoking pot, you know, because he thought it wouldn't go out. And there's a friggin' vent right there going into the office where all the cops are. I'm going, <laughs> oh my god, you know, and they come running back, you know, they didn't get him though. But it's just a funny story that they they tried to get him. That was Tony Sewers. Yeah, Tony yeah, Sewers Tony. does a lot. He ended up years later. I played with him in a couple of bands, and uh, he's a good kid. He really yeah, was. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, he's excellent. Yeah, I, I love. Yeah, him. I love Tony Sewers. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So Chuck E. Cheese wasn't the first show though. Um, no, it was Forest Park Elementary Park. School. Nothing really happened there, thank God. Because we were all little kids, you know. <laughs> China White playing at the elementary school. This is crazy. It was. It was nuts, man. It was. Uh, we tried to make our own bombs. We blew up. Blew up. Almost blew up my bass player my, one night. My phone crashed for a minute. I had to restart. But that's all right, Han. We're live now, brother. Okay. You're you're on Facebook talking to all the people too, Han. Wow. Well, Good deal. All the people love you on Facebook, especially Humpy. Humpy was throwing some love at you and all and 
And Dave Grover, remember Grover? Grover, yeah. come yeah, on Grover. over. <laughs> yes, I just, the, the names he's given off are, are some of the people, just some of the people. And Nick Miller says hi to you, too, man. inspired you know? throughout his time. Nick Miller. Oh, Nick Miller. Oh, that's such... Uh, what's your name from Lisa Lipstick? Yeah, he likes boys. Nick Notice, he, notice he's, <laughs> he's remembering all the names of these bands of the kids that he's inspired. How do you remember all of them? I don't remember all of them. Just the ones he really loved. Harry, <laughs> Harry does love everybody, by the way. I, I, I do like, you know, everybody that we play with and everybody that I taught. I taught lessons, too, for years. And, um, you know, everybody that I, I just wanted to, you know, help them out with what, what they were trying to do and, and get as much fun as I did, you know, and get as much, you know, experience as they could. Because music is a wonderful thing, man. No matter whether music is, a, is like a lifesaver for yeah. me. No Saved matter. my whole life. Yeah. There's, there was times in my life where I've looked at the grimmer options, and mm. music is the one thing that's always pulled me back, no matter what the situation is. Yeah, yeah. If I didn't have music, I'd be in prison. Yeah. The guy from Hell Yeah. If I didn't, if I didn't have Henry back in the day, I'd be in a lot of trouble right now. Prisoner, probably prisoner of death for me. What's the guy? What's the singer from Hell Yeah? Uh, Chad Gray. Yeah, he was on stage was one night and stopped, and he's like, a lot of us are only here today alive because of what the things that music has saved for us. Hey, exactly. And, and uh, Scott Groverston says, uh, it was once said that said to him that Henry is like Santa Claus, everybody loves him. Oh, that's yeah. nice. And that's very, very true. I love Hannah very, very much. It's very nice to say that, really. Very nice of these people. It means a lot to me from say that, really. What's up, um, my brother? I, I I remember going home. <laughs> He's getting a No, we're in, and, uh, we're in War of Believer. We're going to go back after this interview. I remember being brother. really bummed out, you know, and going home. And just the only thing that would save me and get me out of my, uh, you know, probably about my, an hour. my, what do you call it, depression, which I go upstairs, I love you, brother. put my headphones on, put Black Sabbath on. Cool, you know? stop on by, yeah. And I, I, I have loved Black Sabbath, right. I love Grand right. Funk, I love a lot of those bands, but Black Sabbath was the one I really liked a lot. And then I turned to um, other bands later on, uh, like Montrose, which you know nobody really knows, but Sammy Hager played in that. And Ronnie Montrose was the guitar player. They had amazing what band is that? Montrose. They have an Montrose. amazing have album. Heard of them? The first album is fucking great. It's the best album I've ever heard in my life. It's got Rock Candy Baby on it. It's got um, some Bad Motor Scooter. It's got a bunch of songs on it yeah, that are just really, really great. That inspired me a lot because uh, I go over to my friend's house and we play that, you know. I, I, I actually had a lot of inspiration from a lot of my friends. They, they just, you know, I go over to their house and one kid liked ZZ Top a lot, you know, and I never, never heard of ZZ Top until then, uh, you know, so I, I got a lot of inspiration from a lot of people. Oh, I was in another band uh, when I was a kid. I was playing rhythm guitar in a southern rock band, and uh, that was the horrible, most horrible thing I ever tried to do. <laughs> Because you, you play the same thing over and over and over, and they never let me play leads. Then one day I went in, and they go, what, what song do you want to play? What lead do you want to play? I go, Cat Scott Fever. That's all I could think of was Cat Scott Fever. So Ted Nugent. Yep, Ted Nugent, and I learned the lead to that and played that. So that was my shining moment with that band. Then we didn't even have a name, but we were kind of good, you know. But uh, it, we, they really wanted to just play Southern Rock. 
and I wanted to play, you know, heavier stuff. And I didn't mind playing one or two Southern Rock songs, but not not the whole thing. Yeah, you don't want to play a whole night of Skinner. Yeah, and back then. Some people start yelling Freebird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Every back you then. Back then, bands would play different music, too. Anybody yells that at my party, they're fucking out. <laughs> Good, I'll do it right before we're supposed to play. I'll sing for you. <laughs> Can't be much worse than me. So is China White the first band that got signed? We didn't really get signed. We put all our stuff out ourselves. Oh, it was like, so it was like a self. Yeah, we like had, we had interest, but they never really, it never really worked out. It always worked out that you were going to get screwed. You know, um, a lot of my friends got screwed. I learned from them, you know, when they were on tour and everything. We talked to them, and they got, they just got signed. Like a friend of mine today got signed to Atlantic Records. And found out that they, you know, they got ripped off, you know. <clears throat> and they came out short. They weren't thinking either, you know. I mean, it was just a bad deal. But there are so many bad deals like that back then. You know, every, everybody was like a tax loss back then for the unless you were like great and there weren't too many bands that were really great you know because all the money was going to zeppelin and you know in atlantic zeppelin and uh, i think well, they had their own label but i think they went back to atlantic um those guys you know the big guys you know. came from a harder era of music where you didn't have facebook you didn't have youtube no you no. didn't have the internet it, it was harder for bands to get their name out there at that time you're right. You're totally right. What we do is we go to radio stations, make friends. Everyone, the music was hard too. It was kind of heavy, so they didn't want to put it on a regular schedule. So you try to find a, a music, you know, a radio station in a certain town in another state that has a, a heavy metal hour, you know, and you try to smooth, you smooth up to the uh, person that's running that, and you know, try to get on that. Uh, here it was Lisa Walker. She helped us out a lot with Pix 106. Um, she was she was a godsend. She, she helped us out a ton of times. Gave us a bunch of interviews. You know, let the people know who we were. She was really great. And she ran a program, you know, Metal at Night. You know, program. I can't remember what the name of it was. Metal Shop, I think. But um, it was great. You know, and it helped out all the bands around here. And then I don't know. They just discontinued it. But uh, now they don't really have anything for. Uh, heavy band, um, but yeah, we do it on our own now. It's going back kind of the way it was before. You used to care, go around and carry a big empty pad and have people sign their names and their addresses and their phone numbers, you know, and you send them something and tell them when you were playing, a schedule of when you were playing in their town again. Try and call them if you get a chance, you know, before you go to their town. And you, we trade, you know, you trade numbers with other bands. Like this guy likes, likes bands like you, you know, you want to take his number. You know, we trade all that stuff and that worked out pretty good. Uh, and then for some reason that stopped. I don't know what, what happened with that, but that stopped. And, and then it was, uh, you know, just really try to get a gig anywhere ever you can, you know. We were playing New York, New Jersey, out, out as west as far as Ohio, up north as far as Canada, down to like uh, West Virginia, all those places, and you know it was great. I loved I loved playing out in all those places, meeting all the people. You know that was that's a big part of it that I loved. But I hated sitting there in the in the uh, bar, like you'd be in the East Bumfuck, 
and you'd be sitting in a bar, and there's only all you have to do is just pull, or not pull table, maybe a pool table if you're lucky, and some pinball machines. But there's a bar. Uh, <laughs> you end up drinking most of your profits away. Oh uh, well, <laughs> I ended up drinking half my life away. Really, oh, yeah. Um, you know, you gotta watch it. This is something to think of if you're a, mu- a young musician now. Don't don't do don't drink too much, really, because it's easy to get caught up in it. My brother's in big trouble right now in the hospital, and uh, you know because of it. So just try to moderate, you know, moderate drinking. There's nothing wrong with drinking, just moderate drinking, you know. And uh, it's just um, that's a big killer of us now, you know. Rock stars get caught up in the life. Yeah, it's like, and it's easy to get caught up because people have all people. Everybody wants to buy you a shot, you know. Everybody wants to party with us, man. There was a post that about another friend of ours that somebody was concerned for him one time. A weirdo, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it is a it is a different lifestyle when you get there and you know just I've never I've only grazed being part of everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've only grazed being a part of everything. You know, helping the band carry stuff, doing video footage for them, stuff like that. And it's it's definitely a different lifestyle to see the things that people want to do for the band. Yeah. Whether it's buy them a shot, you know, get a picture, you know, th- you know, follow them around. It's it's crazy. It really is crazy. I, and I have T to thank for that. I have T to thank for introducing me to you and everything. Well, you don't have to thank me. It's it's all about being a family in this. It is. That's that's the thing is that once you're if you're in this life, you're a family to these people and everybody yep. in it. Whether it's a couch to sleep on, a ride somewhere, pull your pants down in public, wear a fucking dress <laughs> like Fountain. <laughs> yeah, I think oh, yeah that that's a good thing. There's also some bad things about it. You know, you you don't have all the time you used to have. You know, you can't spend a lot of time with your friends or your girlfriend. You're always going out of town. Yeah, they're always, the they're always, yeah, they're always thinking, feeling threatened too because you, you gotta say hi to the girls that come up and say hi, all that kind of stuff. Um, but but it's worth it, man. I mean, it's well worth it. I mean, I love it. I, I couldn't wouldn't give it up for the world. Everything that I've done, I'm, I'm not ashamed of anything I've done. You know. Um, <clears throat> I think it's a great, you know, I, I think I had a really good time, you know, and uh, it, was, it was just a great life for me, for me it was, you know. So and, and a lot of people love you, Han, and you have to know that, and yeah. I know you already Thank know. You. But. He's Thank got you. Facebook going and the people are messaging him they on are. there. They are, they love you, Han. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you very, thank you very much. I, so, I, China White, how long well, were they together? Well, we're we're still together, kind of. We're trying to put the band put the band back together, but we've been together for God, what is it, thirty, twenty years? It, it's oh, it's it's got to be close to thirty years at this yeah. point. Yeah, it's got to be close to thirty. So you guys yeah. still currently are together? Yes. Well, me and Paul are. Paul and I are. Uh, we're we're going to have a drummer that used to play with us, Mark Garrett, who's an incredible, incredible drummer, and I hope you know I hope to get him involved he said he would so that's cool and i got bass player rob paley he's excellent too and i know these guys have played these guys have played with us before but you know we had different incarnations you know where one of them played and the other one didn't you know, we just we, we we switch members you know it's always the bass player and the drummer you know and it's um it's just weird but it you know adds something to it like you, we get a, a different sound from each person 
You know, it's great. I learn from them too, you know, when they come in the band. I learn a lot. So I like playing with all the different people that come into the band. It's kind of weird. I, I mean, I've never seen a band kind of quite like us, you know, except for maybe Spinal Tap. You know, but uh, this one goes to eleven. <laughs> yeah, we've had we've had bad things like that happen to us. We had I could tell you a million stories about stuff that happened to us. It was crazy stuff that you know you don't. Know, what the fuck do you do about this? You know what happened? You know you're welcome to tell these okay, stories whenever you can tell them in this Harry, one. I, I really want you to to like tell everybody your story because I love you and I want you to be known forever and live on forever. Thank you very much, Steve. Well, this is one, this is just a, a, a quick one. Okay, we had Jason Bittner in the band, in case you don't know who he is, he plays with Overkill. And he was our drummer at the time, and he was driving our van, and our van was going to New Jersey. And somehow, one of the wheels caught fire. You know, so we, we, we didn't know what to do. He's screaming, and we're all going, what, what, what? You know, because he could see the smoke and everything. But, um, so we pulled off the road, and then we, we heard what, we saw what, what was going on then. And uh, we drove up on this dude's lawn and he had a sprinkler. <laughs> we grabbed the sprinkler and put the sprinkler on it. And the guy's going, hey, he was, he was in the house and he's screaming, he could hear me screaming in the house. You know, hey, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? They tried to get out the door and get to us, but we were, we, we booted before, you know, before he got to us, that's just one of them. I mean, we we had got. There's thousands of stories I have in my head that I can yeah. remember too. I well, tell me, remind me of one, because I, I I right now I'm kind of drawing a blank. Well, I, I remember going with trauma school and uh, going when we went to uh, New Brunswick and uh, New Jersey, and me and Hen, me and Hen went. We we were. He was playing with Nine Pound Hammer and Mars Needs Women. Oh, yeah. Remember that day? Yeah, the Mars Needs Women were Go ahead, keep going. I'm going to go this way. You, you, you remember we, we, we were looking at the magazines. Yes, yes. <laughs> we, 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 we tried to give the whole town a good thing. We tried to <laughs> be nice and wipe it clean and be, be re, like, respected and everything. And then we stumbled upon the publications. And, uh... <laughs> And there, I, I don't remember what the magazine was called. Do you remember? I can't remember. Either. All I remember was Ernie wearing a fucking <laughs> leather jacket that said Iron Prostate <laughs> on it. Yeah, and, he, and he's fucking giving the thumbs up, looking over his shoulder. <laughs> Iron yeah. Prostate. Oh, it was yeah. fucking Ernie from Burt and Ernie from the fucking <laughs> Sesame Street show, you know? Yeah. That that's that's a funny stuff, you know. I normally don't swear, but I think that's funny and that it you know, it brings a lot of good memories out. Me and Henry had some great times and we stayed yeah. at Marcy Women's house and they <laughs> yeah. had babies, babies all yeah. over the table. Babies little everywhere. little tiny plastic babies. They're big like this big. Too. Big ones too. Big ones yeah. too everywhere. Babies. babies I was like everywhere. Like what the fuck is this? This is weird, dude. Yeah, they were a great band, though. They were an awesome band. They were just like babies. <laughs> they they liked the little babies. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> yes. Didn't that guy go on to sing for Skid Row for a while? I think so. I think I'm so. Sean. Sure you mean Sean? He was a good guy, but it's yeah. so what they're saying is Sebastian Bach likes little babies. Sebastian Bach was not in the band at the time. <laughs> no, they were all great guys. They were they, all great guys. The guy, the guys of Mars, these women, maybe they were a little weird, but I still like them. 
Nine Pound Hammer was kind of weird too. They're All like, those guys they were are like weird. country punk. They the come out. Nine Pound Hammer was really weird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> comes out and he goes, "This song is just like." Giving a brand new Cadillac and fucking your sister in the back <laughs> while you're going down the road, and I go, holy shit! And then they, they remember how they, sick I was. Yeah, I was fucking, I was dead to the world. I was so sick, I had a flu or something. Yep, yep. I drove yep. down anyway. I didn't care. Yeah, yeah. You know what? When what he was stopping you, really? Yeah, you were like, yeah, I'm going, I'm going. I'm going anyway. I don't care. Yeah, though, though that was trauma school was fun too. While it lasted, that was trauma school band. was a lot of fun. But I, I remember China Whitey shows going down to to Hudson stuff too. Yeah. And a lot of lot of shows at the queue. Yeah, and the scrap bar. You remember scrap bar? That, yeah. that was huge. I was like 15 years old going on that bus trip. Remember that? Yeah, and she got mad at me because I brought a, brought a whole bunch of people to the bar. Usually, ah. bartender or bar owners are like you know happy that you're bringing all these people, and uh, she was like, "No, you can't do this. You know, I can't have these many people." <laughs> and um, I was like, "Oh my God, you know." And she tells she tells me she let them in and everything. But she told me why she couldn't have them. It's kind of like, you know, they were involved with a certain club that was, you know, just not happy with having a million people in their bar. Yeah, fuck them, man. But it was it was a great bar out there. It was a really Kim, good Kim bar. was probably like, what, like 17 at the yeah, time? Yeah. I was a young boy. But yeah. I, I remember well, all that. We got that. you in everywhere, man. I know you guys got me in everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. I, I lived at Saratoga Winters for how long? For many yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Move that a little bit so we can get some more tea in there. Since he's doing something that's with us here. Well, you know, I, it's not about me. Though, no, but it's so. about Hen, but you, uh, you. Hen is my dad. Yeah. In the, <laughs> this is, we got to get you in there. This is a lot of your idea. And you, you just happened to introduce me into one of the nicest people I've ever met. Well, I'll tell you, brother. Henry is a, is an awesome dude, and I have loved him ever since I met him when I was eight years old. When I was outside the music shop, he came out to the door and said, "What are you standing out here at the door for? Get in here, you know." And he's like, <laughs> he like brought me over to the guitars against the wall. He's like, "Go ahead, pick one up, strum one," you know. It kind of it kind of brought me into a different world of who I am and. So you never left the music store, from what I'm understanding. I never did. <laughs> he was there every day. I, I, I did go home and sleep, but I would have stayed there if I could. Every day I was there, he was there. So yeah. was this after? So, I don't want to say after, because they're still together, but like, so China White was like in their prime when we, were, when we were talking. So what came next for you? Like, what was the next big step? Uh, trauma school. Trauma school, which was, uh, so you went from like rock, metal, to more of a punk. punk sound. Yeah, it was punk. Well, I really had an interest in Dwayne, Dwayne Beer, a singer, was living at my house. And he came up with the idea, because, you know, we both loved Sex Pistols and bands like that, that era of punk, and you know. And uh, so he asked me, he said, do you want to start a band? I said, yeah, sure. And next week he gave me a bunch of songs, you know. I could only find two songs. I oh, could yeah. find uh, England Belongs to Me, I, I have a CD and, uh, in my... Bang Bang Lulu. I have two yeah. CDs in my computer I yeah. can give you. We made two CDs on Capricorn yeah. Records, which is a subsidy So is that the Caroline. first band you were in that got signed? Yeah, yeah. That's it. And they were on uh, Capricorn Records, which was a subsidy 
of Caroline Records. Can I, can I say that the entra- the names of the CD? The first one was yeah. uh, Drag Party Beach or Drag Party yeah, Beach Trip yeah, or something like yeah. that. Beach and uh, the other drag. one was like a weird one. It was like Is that ja- Japanese or Chinese? Yeah, Japanese that like boys and stupid. stuff. But, uh, <laughs> I didn't have anything to do with that crap. Really. I would have done things way different. But well, it, 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 it's okay though. It, it it made it out there, and you know it made money. Yeah. And you know it's cool. Not not for me. It didn't make money. But <laughs> Somebody's still making money off it. You know that, right? Oh yeah, they're selling it on the internet. Yeah, they're sell. They yeah. have it. Uh, you can get it. You can download uh, some of the songs on like iTunes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably the way. Somebody's making money off China yeah. White too, because there's a bunch of stuff on YouTube. Oh really? Somebody with your last name. I don't really. That, I, yeah. I, that's Sean probably that put those up, right? Yeah. I don't know. Sean Sean isn't gonna make any dollars off of that. <laughs> yeah. That makes me sad. I, I I don't know, man. I'm I'm upset about it. Yeah, Sean you know, I don't know if I checked on I Not everybody knows that, Henry. Only close people. Right, right. That's what it should be. Let me see. I don't know if China White is on iTunes. We'll check it out. Probably isn't really. No, and Henry, Henry needs that CD to be on there. You you should, you should get the CD and promote that shit, Dave. I had him. I had him back in the other car. We'll get we'll get him. Uh, we'll yeah, I, I had a full fine. We're we're, we're we're gonna go back there after after our little uh, interview session. You we're gonna what? go back to Castleton <laughs> and. Put a forty-five uh, out. Our very first 45, and we were three piece high sang, played guitar, yeah. and Sean was on bass, and uh, Tommy Shears, the new drummer, was on drums, I believe. Yeah. And we put it, we went to a studio up in Lens Falls, great studio, real nice people. It was our first recording ever. We recorded it, and put it out. We didn't have enough money to buy, you know, to get a colored sleeve, so we just got a white sleeve, and, um, you know, we gave them away at shows and sold them and stuff. Really didn't go over really well. Yeah, like maybe a half a year ago, I talked to this friend of mine, Akeem. He says, I'll buy them all, man, because I, I can sell them in Europe for like 30 bucks a piece. I'm like, what? You know? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, everybody's making money off me except for me. Because <laughs> I knew the tra- charm school was getting, you know, somebody was doing that too. But, um, you know, I, and then. The other band, the Erotics, I was, I was just with them because I was really good friends with them. And I had a good time with them. I can't say anything bad about those guys. Those guys were great to play with. And uh, I met some of them. Yeah, yeah I had fun with them. I had, uh, Tony, me and Tony, God, when we got together, that was it, man. We, we, we were really good friends. And uh, I'll tell you another good story. Here's a good story. We, we got up early. It was like 6 o'clock in the morning. We were in, uh, I think it was Rhode Island. And we went off to the store to get beer. We got beer, like six pack or twelve pack of beer. And there was this boat in the um, in the we call it the cove. It's a pirate boat. It looks like you know. So we get on it. There's nobody. Nobody comes up to us and asks us any questions or anything. So we go downstairs in the boat, and they have all these chained off areas with mannequins that are you know like pretend drinking and stuff like that. So what ends up happening? We hear these kids up upstairs coming onto the boat, and we're like, oh my god, we're gonna get caught, we're gonna get in big trouble. So, what we did, like, we, got, we sat down next to the pirates and posed. <laughs> we still had our makeup on from the night before, so I imagine we look kind of fit in a little bit. 
<coughs> but we waited for him to leave, and then we left, and we were like, oh my God, we're so lucky we got out, we got away with that, holy shit. <laughs> I, I never, you know, it, it was just a funny thing, but I always had fun with Tony. We always had lot, lots of fun. It was, uh, he's a good guy, good drummer. I, well, we really, I, I miss him. But uh, I miss a lot of people that I played with, you know. A lot of people became very good. You become a brother to the everybody. You know, everybody becomes a brother. You go through so much shit, <coughs> you know, and you bond with people. Like, like T, T always, always, always with me. Because um, when I found him that day outside the, I mean, he didn't tell you, he was water, he was waterlogged. You know, it was raining, it was raining, and he was waterlogged. He had no, you know, so I told him to get him roll of paper towels and told him to go, you know, dry himself off. And he did that. And from that day on, man, the kids never left my side. He's a great, great person. He always helped me out. He's always been there when I was sick or anything. Any problem I've ever had, he's the first person there. You know, he's a really good person. Well, I just love you, man. He really, he really is. And he's talented. He's very, very talented. He can write songs, like, at the drop of a hat. Oh, I've, I've, I've heard him just... Just uh, the last time I was here, a couple weeks ago, out of nowhere, he just we're just hanging out, drinking, whatever, and he just grabbed the acoustic and started going off. Usually, songs about Nate. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> poor Nate. Yeah. Henry, Henry, you 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 love the songs about Nate. <laughs> Wasn't there just one posted from Guitar Center? Yeah, the other day? I was out in fucking I, Syracuse. Lucky the Elf was watching right now. On yeah, I was out in Syracuse with Lucky the Elf, and we busted into a song. It was about the love of Lucky and Nate, and it was kind of romantic. <laughs> and Lucky and did it Nate. touch your heart? It touched. Or, or did it touch somewhere? Else? Some other <laughs> part. <laughs> it touched some other part. <laughs> it touched some other places. <laughs> you know. It was a derriere. Oh, 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 that was good. I read that. <laughs> yeah, so, that. what's the biggest tour you've ever been on? Like, what's the most you travel with a band? Like, if you did like a tour. Rathschild, well, the funniest tour was Rathschild America because they were real what good. What was it? Real Rathschild America. Rathschild America. They turned Big into... Man. You, you looked them up. Looked them up. I remember them. And I never got to see them, but I do remember I'm going to make some notes in here and stuff to look up. And they were they they were a great band. Rathschild and, uh, America, right? Yeah. Rathschild America. Rathschild America. Yes, Rathschild yeah. America. Yeah. What, what, what was our song? Uh, Surrounded by Idiots. Yep. That ah, was, yep, that's yep. awesome. And then uh, the other band, we we toured with Megadeth, or not Megadeth, um, uh, what's their name there? Um, oh God, I can't remember their name. With Bobby Blitz as the singer. Um, was that Overkill? Yes, Overkill. Overkill, they were fun. It's a bit, uh, sabotage. We used to go to all the Overkill shows, didn't we? Yeah, well, we used to play them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the Overkill. The one, there was only one that we didn't play, and I had to play played that one. Yeah. Um, but, um, we played with them and uh, well, so Sabotage. Played with a lot of really uh, Sabotage was a good band. Yeah, they know. were a really good band. I'm trying to think of who else. We played with a lot of bands. You can't remember all of them, you know. Um, uh, the band that eventually became Grunt Truck out of Seattle. We played with them. I can't remember their name, but um, they were really good. Uh, played with The Accused, which were a punk band out of Seattle. Um, a lot of bands, but I'd say that you know, Rathrow was really my favorite, and uh, they did a lot of favors for us. And I tried to help them out, you know, in a way too, you know, because they were just 
cool guys. They're good dudes. I remember them. Yeah, they, they were. What's great. your favorite band though, man? Motorhead. Motorhead. <laughs> I know. Motorhead forever. Yeah, never got never got a chance to play with Motorhead. You like DOA though, and all those other bands. I remember. I don't know DOA. I know MOD is. DOA. Yeah, remember you 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 got me into DOA like a long time ago. Oh yeah. And there was SOD right, which is another part of MOD. Yeah. Well, D- this is DOA. DOA but, yeah. totally different. Yeah. Nothing about DOA. Yeah, we yeah, played with a lot of. A lot of beers that later. I'm taking my boots off for now. Jesus. Uh, Nate, off. stop trying to rub his feet. Uh, Nate's on the other side of the room. Stop lying. <laughs> the camera can see Nate's on the other side of the room. This camera hair. can't. <laughs> oh, that thing's wet. <laughs> oh my god, it got splattered me with with the uh, fucking hat juice on it. That's it. Pat's not even here anymore. Oh my god, it's got patch. Ah. Fucking guy juice. Uh, come on, Nate, with your man juice bottle. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Don't mind Nate. He's, with tea. This is gonna be he's the, a little he's a little special. This is going to be the boys. weirdest, you know, interview, interview with hey, uh, whatever Henry, ever. You know I love you, so I that's know, all that you It's going to be the weirdest know. documentary ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll be the narrator when we get to that part. Oh, we can. <laughs> we can do narration. I'll, I'll do it all. I'll do I'll do it all, man. Okay. Oh, Lord, we don't need more brother tea in the world. <laughs> we went to this yeah. building and it smelled like Nate's penis. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. And that shit stunk really bad, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> but this is about you, man. I, I, I'm, okay. I'm just joking. I'm being no, silly. It's okay, yeah, cool. You know? Cool, bro. But that's what it is. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a brother T thing without brother T being. Exactly. So Wrathchild America. Yeah. Now, how far did you go on tour with them? Now, have you? You said you went out as far as Chicago or Ohio. Yeah, with, we, uh, we, we with the other band. It's very short. Very short. Like maybe three dates. Three dates with them. You know, all different places, but you know, mainly not very long. But did you um, ever make it out to the east Co- or the west coast? No, I never did. I never played the West Coast. I lived out there for a little while. I, try, I was going to form a band out there, but <clears throat> my friends were already out there. Um, and they were from around this area. They were called Blind Legion. And um, they were out in, in Hollywood. And uh, they, it was just so, so competitive out there, so cutthroat, that I really didn't even want to stay there. You know, um, I met a bunch of you know, pretty big people. Like, Mark Ferrari, he was, I can't remember who, he was in a band. Mark Ferrari. Didn't um, he end up in uh, Wayne's World? Yeah, he was Wayne's in Wayne's World. World Wayne's World. Yeah, and uh, a couple of other oh, big he guys. He was in the movie Wayne's World? Like, really? Yeah, he played in that band. Yeah. Which yeah. band? That band the in Wayne's World where, where the, the, the girlfriend was in the band. Really? Yeah. He was the guy with the white, with the white shirt. Crucial Tot, that. that was the name of him. I don't know what they were called. Yeah. The Jolly good? Green Giants and the Shitty Beatles. <laughs> the Shitty Beatles, are they any good? They suck. It's not just a clever name. <laughs> oh, boy. Man, Wayne's World is a classic. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's funny. But I, I met him and he was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I've heard him not like somebody so far. There's a couple we, we, we are very kind people, and but every now and then... We still give the middle finger to everybody. <laughs> Wait a minute, you, you give the middle finger to everybody every show. <laughs> I, I love everybody, but sometimes I don't. 
<laughs> so, yeah. after them, where'd you go from there? I can't keep track. Can't everywhere. keep <laughs> been everywhere. Yeah. It was so, just it was great times, really. At that time, you'd go from one band to you hook up with a band, go to New York City, hook up with another band to come back. You know, um, hook up with a band in Vermont. Well, so you know. would go to New York City with no real way to get home at that time. Oh yeah, we got we got home. Oh, we, we, but I thought yeah. you said you hook up with one band to go down. No, it oh, would be okay. a van, a van yeah, trip, okay. you know. Oh, I'm thinking, holy cow, he just went down there like, yeah, we're gonna go down there and play. We have no clue how we're getting back I yet. I did get stuck in New York City though once with the band. We were playing the more the more uh, in Brooklyn, and the girls. Oh my God, the girls! They had fishnet stockings, and they were all hot. They're all beautiful. And I met this girl, I think her name was Nikki. Oh, the other bad girls are named Nikki. I don't know this one. So I met her. I, I, I don't like girls named Nikki anymore. Yeah. So I met, met her. She took me home. And I said, you know, after we hung out, you know, for a while, it's the next morning. And uh, I go, uh, yeah, I don't know. You going to give me a ride home or something? She goes, no. I go, well, how, how are we going to get home? She goes, I, I don't know. Figure out. I go. I got five bucks in my pocket. I spent all the money on you. You know, I need some money to go get go to Western Union or something. Goes, no. Fuzzy <laughs> is saying the scrap bar and the village. He wants to talk about that. Who does? Fuzzy. Fuzzy. Oh God. Fuzzy was a rodeo bar. She was great. Uh, the village? What you, what you? He's on Facebook talking to me, yeah. Yeah, but what, what's he, what, he said the scrap bar and the village. Yeah. Was that in, the one I was at? The scrap yeah, bar? Yeah, yeah, in the village. Well, this bar was really cool. It was one of the coolest, probably, now one of the coolest bars I've ever played in my life. And um, it was made out of all scraps of metal and stuff like that. So hence the name scrap bar. Also, they had TVs lined up on down the sides of the bar. So you just see, when the band came on, you see the band and all these TVs. Go to the back and you got big screen TV and they got a bunch of other TVs back there. So, but the stage was a small stage and what they did was they gave you uh, something to plug into and the guy had these amplifiers that um, were little, little amplifiers, you know, like uh, small ones, like five by, five inches by, by three inches. You plug into that and he plugs it into PA system you get one for the vocals, you know, one for the bass, one for the guitar, or two for the guitars. You have two guitar players, and then you had drums. You had this drum set called the Cat Drum Set, which uh, wasn't a very good one, but you know, our drummer really got by with it. I was really proud of him, you know, because it was it was like something he never ever tried to play before. His name was Jimmy Roberts, and he he was a great guy. And oh man, you know, no, was, I I miss him a lot. Yeah, he was a great drummer and good guy, and then. Um, you know, Fuzzy used to be roadie with us, and uh, Joe Rody was something else too. Yeah, Joe Rody. Yeah, he ah. was, he was my right hand man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he managed the band. He was the road manager, and he I couldn't get money out of certain bar owners, and well, once to give you one example, I go to Saratoga Winners, and I go into in the office, and he offered me he offered me like two hundred dollars short of what I was supposed to get. And I go back and I tell Joe, I go, Joe, he's only giving me you know, $200 less. And he goes, wait a minute. And he goes in, he came out with the money. <laughs> Every fucking time. I don't know what that kid did, but he came out with the money, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, back to with Fuzzy. You, you 
were saying something about fuzzy and the, and the bard, and we finished that because he interrupted you. Sorry. What? He was talking about fuzzy, you and you, fuzzy and you wanted bird. to talk about something about fuzzy, yeah. And then he interrupted you with the other word. No, that's okay. Uh, can, you, can you just talk about fuzzy a little bit more? That's what they want. Yeah. No, it sounded like you were doing a story. You were telling a story. You have a story about fuzzy? Well, no, no, I don't really have too many. Um, I sure there's one out there because he was with us for well, so long. Well, I, I used to make fun of him when he was a DJ on... Well, yeah, Afro. He had this big, huge Afro. Remember when he on the... 88.3, and I used to call up yeah, and say, you yeah. like the fire hose? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a volunteer fireman. Yeah. Well, he's a volunteer fireman. Yeah. He was great, though. He's a great guy. I just can't replace any any stories right now. I mean, everybody was good. Everybody we had everybody was, was awesome. really, really and we cool. Loved them so much. I don't think there was anybody except for Tony Wimple that was an idiot, you know, really. Um, <laughs> And I'm only really saying I'm, I'm saying that and joking. He, yeah. I love him too, but uh, you know he let go of a snare drum, like a $400 snare drum, rolling down the road. I think it was in Schenectady or New York. I don't can't remember which place. But the snare drum's rolling down the road. My drummer's going, "You better catch that snare drum, you fucking asshole! Or I'm gonna kill you!" <laughs> yeah, remember? Were you there when that happened? I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I that, remember a lot of these stories, and I. It, it makes me feel good and humble to remember all of it. Yeah, there, it's just hard to remember everyone, you know, because there are so many stories that were just crazy, crazy stories. This is well, not about me, though. This is about Brother you. Hand. Yeah. Well, I, Everybody has to know this is all about Brother Hand. Well, right now we're on the road crew. <laughs> so then, this is a good one. We're in Syracuse. This guy, Brett, God rest his soul, too. He passed away. But he had his, he, he didn't have a girlfriend or anything. He was very young. He always used to skip school and come over and hang out with me at the music store. So, um, and he, I ended up giving him a job working for the band, you know, as a roadie. And he was a great roadie, <laughs> a really good roadie, he knew his shit, he knew everything. So we go out to Syracuse, we go out on the, on the street, you know, because we had time between playing, you know. That's the one thing that killed me, was we always had time before you played. And I, I usually had a, a wife or a girlfriend, so I'd go and drink. You know, which was a downfall of me, really, pretty much. Um, it, I never played a bad show, but I, I was on the verge of it, you know. And sometimes I, I really thought I played a bad show, you know, but I didn't know. <clears throat> um, you always played good, and don't worry, brother. <laughs> thank you. And you always so, rocked it. so we go out. And we're in this. We're in this. Did you remember this? I, I don't know if you were there for this, but we were in a trucker like motel. And uh, Janine was there, and uh, some other people were there, and we had a bunch of Janine people. Janine was there. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Janine was there, but we had that <laughs> thing. The walls were really thin, paper thin almost. So we get out. The first thing we do is we get get to the gig. You know, get to the gig early, set up all our equipment. Then we go back. Tony, this guy Tony Wimber wouldn't come. He stayed at the at the fucking hotel. And we we went out. We came back, and Paul had a bottle of Rumpelmann's. It was gone, and so was Tony. He was laying on a bed, gone, totally wasted. So we picked him up and we put him in the bathtub. Okay, so he no roadie with him, you know. Then we go out, we play the gig. Ask where, where's Brett? Where's Brett? Brett shows up finally with his chick, and uh, we're like we're all sleeping, 
and it's totally silent except for Brett and his shit. And it's, ah, 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 ah. And hear, then we hear one of them say, I love you. And the other one goes, I love you too. And we get fucking erupted, man, laughing. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> then we, we didn't have enough because they woke us up. So, because we were laughing really hard. Then we went into the bathroom. We, we saw Tony and we got our black magic marker out. Draw a penis on him. <laughs> penis on his arm. I remember that. On his other arm, we, Howdy Sailor. Um, Howdy we, Sailor. We a, ah. a swastika in the middle of his forehead. Ah. Uh, <laughs> you know, permanent, permanent, what do you call it, under your eyes. Like a permanent marker. Yeah, and, and we drew all over him, man. And in the morning, right? He's, he's trying to scrub this shit off, right? Because he gets up and he looks at it. He goes, Henry! Henry! They rode on me! <laughs> I go, well, what'd you do, Tony, you know, to deserve that? And he goes, I don't know. I go, I know, you know, you're going to come, well, come to breakfast with us. You know, he's, he's in the bathroom still. And he's, raw, he's trying to scrub this thing on well, the Well, he says he was sleeping on the floor next to that shit. Yeah. And he, go, he goes... To the, to the marker or no, the No, to the guy. All the that shit. All that. So then he's scrubbing his arm, Fuzz. Remember this? And he screams, I can't get the penis on my arm! Oh, no, it was on his face. There was a penis on his face. I he had a cock on his face. I can't get the penis on my face. I can't get the dick off my face. And then we get a that. bang, bang, bang on the wall. From the next one, a trucker goes, shut the fuck up. I don't care what what sexuality you prefer. You shut up. I want to sleep. He thought this guy really had a penis on his face. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. We go to the diner. And you know how the waitress goes down the row because we were all sitting at the row, you know, up at the counter. And uh, she goes to the first guy, you know, and he orders whatever he orders. She goes, second guy, third guy. And she comes to Tony. She goes, and Mr. Manson, what would you like? <laughs> and he had a swastika in the middle of his head. Then, <laughs> then we get in the cars to come back. We had Carl Eagler's car and we had the van. Thank God I, I rode in the van. But, uh, we rode in the van, we got to the first rest stop. These guys are signaling us to pull over to get into the rest stop. And we, I go, what? And they come up to me, they all come up to me, except for the, the two, you know, um, the two that were having sex the night before. And the friggin', they go, it's a car smells like sex. I can't ride in it anymore. It's disgusting. I go, well, uh, open the windows. She goes, yeah, we were trying to, you know. Oh God, it's horrible. So they came back. Uh, he oh ended up God. marrying that girl too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He, he ended up marrying her. And uh, he ended up getting a divorce and he ended up marrying, almost marrying another girl. He got in a car crash. And, That's you know, not good. Unfortunately, he died. He was a great kid though. He was really. You know, it's kind of sad how many people, even at this point, he's just, you've lost along the way. Yeah, yeah. We've yeah. lost a lot of good friends. We lo- we lost Drew. Yeah, um, Drew. That yeah. was like last year, and my heart still hurts. I know Henry's yeah. does too. Man. Yeah, well, I was his roommate. I was his roommate for like five years, and uh, and now Sean's sick, and I'm not liking that either. Yeah, well, things happen, you know. You can't you can't control them. Yeah. Um, 
can't control when it's that time. No. Yeah, it's so time. you you choose your own path in life, brother. It's yeah. True. So we're an hour in. Do you want to keep going or do you want to stop? Uh, I, I'm thinking that we ought to go see our friends. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I thank saw the numbers were up and down the whole time. We had some good amount of viewers. Yeah, uh, thank, thank you, you everybody. Much. This is part one of we're making a documentary. We're making about a documentary, and this is going to be great. And uh, <laughs> this is all about Brother Han and my dad. I have a feeling <laughs> we'll do probably at least two more of these live ones, and then we're going to do more of the personal stuff. Yeah, we got to get really deep into this. And you better keep your hands a, to yourself, buddy. Because we've got uh, him teaching, you know, we got to get into you, where you taught all these guys when we'll, you started we'll teaching. Go, we'll yeah. go to the fucking strings. I don't know if it's you know still saying, a like, We'll cooler. talk about it, and then we can go to the places. Yeah. I don't know if it's I, still a cooler. We'll, we'll I want to see what this cooler was that I hear so much about. We'll get into that oh, more God, next time. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Thank you, everybody. Well, thank, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, Henry. Yeah, yeah, I, I really appreciate you, talking to you. You're listening to my story. Thank you, people. We're, we're, we're going to go party. We're going to Kim's, so everybody's got to come to Kim's if they want to.